as we welcome in Shireen Williams from Pro Football Talk back to the program. Uh, Shireen, thanks for spending some time on what I can imagine just a very busy, busy post-Super Bowl day, but uh, thanks for coming on. Good morning. Yeah, no worries. We just had Mahomes and uh, Andy Reid talking about uh, trying to go for a three-peat now. So they were pretty impressive yesterday. You know what? There's a strong possibility they've got all the pieces in place. Uh, What what would you say the chances are of that happening? Well, you know, obviously it's never happened in the Super Bowl era, but, you know, they had a down year. I mean, you think about all the things that went wrong for the Chiefs this season, how many games they lost in the regular season. They just weren't a very good football team for for at least part of the season. I would say a big part, but it wasn't a big part. But for part of the season, but we were never talking about the Chiefs as the best team in the NFL pretty much all season from the start when they lost that opener to the Lions. And, you know, they got it done at the right time and played their best, and they know how to do that. And there is no question they have the best quarterback in the NFL, who, by the way, didn't get MVP vote um, and for the regular season. You know, I'm I'm a voter. I didn't have him on my ballot either on, on five, you know, there's five guys on there, and I didn't put him on there, and it's probably a mistake. He probably should be on there every single year, but he didn't have his best year either. And so I think this has got to be depressing for the rest of the 31 other teams that, you know, the, the Chiefs aren't at their best and have a down year and, a lot of things go wrong, and they still manage to win the Super Bowl. That, that's that's not very encouraging for the rest of the league. So I think they've got as good a chance as anybody's ever had to do it. That's a very interesting way to look at it. Again, a down year, as you say, and here they are, Super Bowl champs once again. So three out of five years, do you consider it a, a dynasty, Shireen? Yeah, I think we're at that point where, where we are considering them a dynasty. I don't think there's any question about that. and. And, you know, when you win three and five years and, and get to another one, obviously they lost to Tom Brady, but get to another one, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's any question that, that they're a dynasty. And I think if Andy, I'm just sitting here writing a post right now, but Andy Reid is going to come back next year. But I think if he retired and decided to walk off into the sunset, he'd be, you know, first ballot. Hall of Famer five years from now he'd be in the Hall of Fame and I think it's the same thing despite Patrick Mahomes as young as he is I think if he walked away tomorrow uh, I think he'd be in the Hall of Fame in five mm-hmm. years I mean that's how good uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have and you know sometimes it's, it's about where that quarterback is drafted and maybe if he'd gone some other place he wouldn't have had quite the success that he's had uh, where he's had it, and you look at Aaron Rodgers won as won one championship. Brett Favre won one championship. Who knows if they had gone somewhere else? Maybe they would have won more. You just don't ever know. But it obviously was the perfect place for Patrick Mahomes to go to to pair up with Andy Reid and and uh, a marriage made in heaven. And and they sure have taken advantage of all the opportunities that they've had and and I think there's going to be more to come you know you just never know we never know about injuries Mm -hmm. and all those sorts of things but it sure does look like they have a few more championships in them Uh, pro football talks uh, Shereen Williams our guest on the Kevin Carey show on sports 1440 100% uh, that uh, Andy Reid comes back Shereen that's what he said today I'm sitting here writing this he was asked specifically are you coming back and he said yep yep mm-hmm. uh, and then they said why don't you ride off into the sunset and he said basically he never even thought about retiring now I know that for a fact the Chiefs have been prepared for that 
Uh, and you have to be at his age. He's about to turn 66 next month. And so at his age, you always have to be prepared for, you know, a, a retirement. Um, and so I think they have prepared for that each of the last several seasons uh, for him to walk away. And maybe it's next season. Maybe they do something unprecedented and get a three-peat. But, you know, when you have Patrick Mahomes, I'm sure it's easy. Uh, it, it works hard to, to say, I'm going to retire when you know you have a chance to win a Super Bowl next year. So, you know, I, I don't know when he'll retire, but I'm pretty sure he's coming back for 2024. Shereen Williams, our guest on Sports 1440. As soon as it happened in overtime and the coin toss and, you know, San Francisco will take the ball, uh, I was kind of going, and then I saw your posts about uh, kind of maybe a mistake here. What, what was your thought process on everything that happened and transpired after that coin toss? Well, I, I thought it was a mistake because, I, you know, I want to know, and, and it's what Andy Reid reiterated today, two different questions, saying they would have kicked off because they want to know what they have to match. Now, you can also defer, and what defer means is if it's tied after both teams have a possession, then that third possession, you say, I, I want the football. So then it's sudden death and you get the football. So there's some thought that deferring might be the way to go, but how many times is it going to get to that third possession? I'm with Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. I think you kick off the football, then you know what you have to match. So let's say the 49ers have scored a touchdown and kicked the extra point. So they're up seven. I truly believe, and no one asked Andy Reid this today, but I believe that the Chiefs would have gone down, scored a touchdown, and I think they would have gone to two to win, for two to win the game. I don't think it ever would have gotten to a third possession. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you could think ahead that far to a third possession. I think you have to think about, we want the ball second to know what we have to match. Because you think about the Chiefs going for it there on fourth down, and <clears throat> they knew what they had to match. They had to at least get a field goal, a touchdown with would uh, would win it. So they were in much better shape than, than the 49ers were on that first possession. So I just thought kicking off was the right thing to do. I criticized it from the start. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was the right decision. It proved that it, in this case anyway, it wasn't the right decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shireen, how many times, because of the game script and the ebbs and flows and it went back and forth, how many times did, did you change your MVP vote kind of thing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, a few. You know, I, I mean, it was such a defensive battle early. I was looking at some defensive players. You know, Chris Jones um, and Nick Bosa, I thought, really had an effect on, on both quarterbacks, particularly in the first half. I mean, they were just in the backfield. And, and you know, the stats don't look – if you just look at the stats, they don't look all that impressive. Just look at their totals. But they really affected the quarterback, both of them. So I was looking that way simply because – I thought the defense has really controlled much of that game. And then, you know, you, you look at – you have a player to throw a touchdown and, and catch a touchdown in Juwan Jennings. And, you know, that's only the second time that's ever been done with Big Foles having done it. And and then I went that way. And then, you know, obviously just what Patrick Mahomes did going eight for eight in that last drive, throwing the touchdown. He ran twice for 27 yards, both on first downs, one on fourth down. I mean, how do you not give it to, yeah. to Patrick Mahomes? And I don't know if it was unanimous, but it sure should have been unanimous uh, with what happened on that last drive. So I think it was kind of a no-brainer once, once the game finished the way it finished. Uh, but certainly Nick Bosa and Jawan Jennings and, and Chris Jones were in that conversation for a really long time. 
uh, time in that game. Mm-hmm. Shereen Williams, Pro Football Talk, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. You did touch on it a little bit with Patrick Mahomes. If he would retire tomorrow, he would be probably a first ballot Hall of Famer, Shireen. Where does he rank right now, you know, with the greatest of all time? Is he just behind Brady right now, or is he? Is there someone else that you think is in that mix as well right now? No, I think you're right. I, I think he's just below Brady right now. And, and if he walked away, I think you'd consider him the second greatest quarterback in NFL history. And I, and I saw some people say, oh, he's already better than Brady. Well, I don't think so because Brady beat him twice. Mm-hmm. Brady beat him in an AFC championship game and Brady beat him in the Super Bowl and, and he's got a lot more championships that Patrick's gonna have to go get and he's got a chance to do that, but he hasn't done that yet. And and so I, I still rank Brady for his greatness doing it with two teams for as long as he did. Uh I, I just rank Brady ahead of Mahomes still at this point. But mm-hmm. you know what? I, if they three peat Next year, then maybe we reevaluate and we're talking about Patrick Mahomes in that conversation for the greatest ever. But I do think he's right behind Tom Brady. I, I mean, I don't know who else. You would argue there have been some great quarterbacks in this league, but he, to do what he's done at his age is just pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Excellent company. I mean, you could look at it a, a number of ways, Shireen. What did you make of uh, late in the second quarter, uh, Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, the whole confrontation thing? Yeah, it really wasn't a good look for Travis Kelsey. You know, he lost his cool there a little bit, but maybe things would have played out differently if the Chiefs had ended up losing that game. But when you win a Super Bowl, you're able to blow that off and, and make light of it, and they both did after the game. But I'm sure there needs to be a conversation. There probably will be a conversation that, you know, you can't do that to your coach. You can't go up and bump your coach and – get in his face and, and uh, curse him out. That's just – that's not acceptable uh, on a football field. You know, there are ways to do it. And, and, yeah, he probably should have been in the game. I get what he was trying to do. He's competitive and, you know, he's our best playmaker and all those things, but it's just something that, that you can't do. And I'm sure they will have a conversation about it at some point. Shereen Williams, our guest on Sports 1440 from Pro Football Talk. On the Niners' side of things, Shereen – is there something missing, or is it just, you know, they just lost a very close game in overtime here? Yeah, they just lost a close game in overtime, but I think it's a failure to take advantage of your opportunities. They were the best team by far in the first half, and they went in the locker room, and they were up only 10-3. You mm-hmm. know, the Chris McCaffrey fumbled with two penalties on the second drive on Trent Williams were huge. Uh, you know, and then you had uh, later on, you had the, the rough punt that hit off a guy's ankle. That was just bad luck. But nonetheless, Jake Moody, who's, you know, been inconsistent all season, has an extra point blocked. I mean, there's just so many things that you could point to that if one of those had changed, they would have won that game. It was a close game. You got to figure out how Shanahan does how to win those games. I mean, he's been up 10 points or more in three Super Bowls, counting his time in Atlanta as offensive coordinator, not able to get it done. So he's got to look himself in the mirror and figure out why he hasn't gotten it done and what they need need to do to get it done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I know they're already the favorites for next year. They're going to have a really good team. They're going to be right there. But there are no promises in this league. I guess unless you have Patrick Mahomes, there are no promises (laughs) in this league 
um, that, that you'll ever get back, much less get back next year. So they've got a you know an off season that they've got a lot of big decisions to make, especially on those playmakers uh, at the wide receiver position, and uh, and we'll see what they do. But uh, yeah, the, Kyle Shanahan had has really some soul searching to do to figure it out. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan in the th- three Super Bowls that he's been a part of, he's been outscored sixty eight twelve in the fourth quarter and overtime. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's a telling tale. How how was it? Really would, is. It is. Yeah. How, how would you say the just the entirety of the Super Bowl in Vegas to the the many that you've covered over the years? How would you kind of compare the feeling, the vibe, the whole the whole bit, the whole week, and things like that, Shereen? Yeah, you know, it was it was a different Super Bowl, obviously, from being in Vegas. Uh, but unlike New York, you know, you go to New York, and New York's New York, and it was almost like, eh, we don't care about the Super Bowl. You know, New York's so big that, you know, the Super Bowl kind of got lost. Well, Vegas, you know, Vegas is big, too, in a different kind of way. And and I thought maybe the Super Bowl gets lost here, but it didn't get lost. Like, it just built up Vegas even more. And, you know, aside from traffic, I thought it was a great week. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I think it'll be back here. The only reason I say I think it was the second smallest crowd, um, not counting the COVID year, second smallest crowd for a Super Bowl in history. And you think about, I don't know what the average ticket price was, face value, but mm-hmm. we can probably guess, you know, three or 4,000, must even say 5,000. And when you're talking 60,000 seats compared to 70,000 seats during the case of Jerry World, where I'm from in, in Dallas-Fort Worth and Arlington, um, 90,000 seats. So you, you start doing the math on that. Boy, that's a lot of money the owners didn't see last night uh, from this game. So I don't know that it will be, you know, in a rotation of, hey, we're going to go there every four or five years. I think it will be back. But I think it may be more in that, you know, seven to ten year range when it when it comes back here. We know the next three have already been named and I would expect them to go to Florida, either Tampa or Miami. After that, you know, Tampa had the COVID Super Bowl, so they'll probably do another Super Bowl. So I imagine that the Super Bowl will go back to to uh Florida after that and then at some point it will come back here. I just think it might be a little bit with the lack of seating that they have in Allegiant Stadium and I think that was an oversight. Hmm. When they built the stadium, I think they should have put another 10,000 seats in there. Even if you can't sell it out for every Raiders game, uh, at least you have it for big events and Super Bowls and, and you're seeing the Super Bowl come back here. Because that's just a ton of money that, yeah. that they didn't see last night on this game. It's all about the, the, the money. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. Uh, are you happy Do you, Are you where the state of the league is right now, Shereen, moving forward? Uh, everything you think is in order moving forward? Or is there something off the top of your head that you think maybe could be done a little bit better uh, with the NFL? Yeah. yeah, I went to the commissioner's press conference on Monday and I asked a question about gambling. And that was probably the dominant uh, topic that we had. And I think that's the biggest thing they have to worry about is is just the look of when a guy drops a pass or fumbles a football or, uh, you know, an official calls a, a penalty, just the integrity of the league and making sure people know that this isn't fixed. You know, there's no point shaving here and all those sorts of things. They've had 25 league employees uh, disciplined for gambling. They've had 13 players disciplined for gambling. Um you know, so they they definitely need to address the gambling with players, 
with, you know, uh, team uh, employees, league employees, and make sure that isn't an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be hard to make sure it isn't an issue, but I think that's a big challenge that, that they have going forward with state-to-state gambling now um, legalized. And uh, I think the other issue, obviously, is concussions, and they, they still have to figure out that and how to make the game safer. And I think they've taken some strides in that, but they, they still need to make – uh, still need to make some more improvements. I there was a play out of bounds uh, last night. You know they have the spotter, the concussion spotter, the neurologist, independent neurologist who's there. And uh, Christian McCaffrey landed hard. You saw his head just bounce off the turf. He's in the next play, and I really thought they should have taken him out and done a concussion check. But you know it's the Super Bowl. And they're not they're, – they obviously weren't going to do that, take him out. And I just think that's wrong. I just think you have to protect players uh, always, mm-hmm. no matter the situation, no matter the game, no matter how bad, big it is. I thought he should have been taken out and checked for concussion, but he wasn't. So uh, I think that, to me, those are the two big issues they face going forward. Well, Shereen, you're you're one of the best. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on uh, all the time here, and uh, uh, I know you got about ten articles to write today and tomorrow and the rest of the week. But uh, enjoy some much deserved time off when you can uh, kind of wrap things up. Uh, really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.